Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 139 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about the baseball offseason finally heating up. Moves are finally being made in the baseball offseason. It has been putrid out here for the entire baseball offseason. The San Diego Padres have been the only team actively making moves to improve their ball club. But now, finally, here we are in January of all months, and teams are finally making moves. Let's start with the big acquisition made this week. The Toronto Blue Jays announced that they're signing 31-year-old outfielder George Springer to a six-year, $150 million contract. There seems to be no clear consensus on this contract. Some people think it's a brilliant move. It's the Blue Jays showing that they are real title-contending team. They have young talent like Vlad Guerrero Jr., Lourdes Gurriel. This team, last offseason, they went out and got an ace pitcher in Hung Jin Ryu. A lot of people think that the Blue Jays are real, but the argument is how much George Springer should be making. Some people think George Springer is that level of player who's as good as Mookie Betts. He's one of the best leadoff hitters in baseball. George Springer has 19 career postseason home runs. And over the last few regular seasons, a lot of people have made the case that George Springer should have been in the MVP conversation. So if you look at it from that standpoint, and Mookie Betts is out here getting $400 million, and you think George Springer is as half as good as Mookie Betts, this is a pretty good contract for George Springer. A lot of people think George Springer is being overpaid by the Toronto Blue Jays. I think that this is a fairly good contract. This guy is a really good player who steps it up when you need him most, and he is something that most teams need to be a contending team. He is a leadoff hitter with power. That is something that has been really great for competitive teams. Get that leadoff hitter who can hit a home run. You look at Mookie Betts, you look around the league, there are a lot of players right now. The leadoff hitter isn't what it used to be. It's not that scrappy hitter who's going to hit 300. You need a guy who's going to start off the inning with a bomb home run. And that's exactly what George Springer is going to bring to the Toronto Blue Jays. I also look at 31 as not being that old. I mean, George Springer, there is still some prime left in his career. I think the first three or four years of this contract are going to look pretty good. Maybe he'll be bad in year five or six, but if you get yourself a world championship, it doesn't matter. This contract, I think in the end, will be worth it for the Toronto Blue Jays. And that's a team really looking to compete for an AL East crown. The Rays have gotten worse. They traded away Snell. They still have glass now, but they won't be as good a rotation as they were last year. I think this division is going to come down to the Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, the Blue Jays have young talent like Bo Bichette and Calvin Biggio, and now they add a veteran player like George Springer who has experience being on a team that's been to the playoffs. He's won a World Series. This is a nice addition to the Toronto Blue Jays. Another recent move that's been made is the Yankees finally re-signing second baseman DJ LeMahieu to a six-year, $90 million 
contract. This is a move that needed to be made. DJ LeMahieu is arguably the most underrated baseball player playing today. This guy has two batting titles, one with the Rockies and one with the Yankees. He's the only player in the modern era to win batting titles in both the American and National League. And he is the most consistent Yankee. Yes, Aaron Judge has power. Giancarlo Stan has power. But DJ LeMahieu consistently puts the ball in play and plays excellent defense. He is the most consistent Yankee. And I think he's the heir apparent to guys like Don Mattingly and Derek Jeter. Now, he's not as good as those guys. Those guys are Hall of Fame caliber players. I think DJ LeMahieu will get into the Hall of Fame at some point. He has two batting titles. I don't think he's as great as those guys, but I think he's as consistent as those guys. And that's what I think of when I think of great Yankee winners. They are consistent. And DJ LeMahieu is more consistent than Aaron Judge. He's more consistent than Giancarlo Stanton. And he's certainly more consistent than Gary Sanchez. So the Yankees needed to bring him back. They still have Garrett Cole. I think the Yankees are going to be serious contenders for a World Series championship. And this was a move that needed to be done because they don't have a replacement for what LeMahieu brings to the Yankees. Glaber Torres is another power hitter. DJ LeMahieu is the straw that stirs the Yankees drink right now. The other New York baseball team, the Mets, made a huge trade this offseason as well as they traded for Francisco Lindor, who has 138 career home runs in six seasons with the Indians. This is a huge move for the New York Mets. This is new owner Steve Cohen showing you that things might be different now, that they are back to being big spenders. I mean, when I started first watching the Mets, they were big spenders. They brought in guys like Carlos Beltran, Johan Santana, but recently they have been on the lower end of getting minor free agent acquisitions like Todd Frazier, but now it looks like the Mets are big spenders again, and this is a huge move. Francisco Lindor is one of the best shortstops in the league. I'll say this, he had a down year last year, but there was all that speculation of him being traded that that probably got in the way of his baseball season last year, and the Indians weren't very good last year. This is a huge move for the Mets. They also got James McCann to be their catcher. This Mets team might be able to compete for an NL East title. Now, you still have the Braves. The Phillies are going to try to spend and become winners, but the Mets are serious contenders to bring home an NL East crown. I mean, they still have that pitching. They still have Jacob DeGrom, the best pitcher in the National League. They still have Noah Syndergaard, who can be inconsistently brilliant at times, but they still have a powerhouse rotation, and now they have the best positional player on their franchise, arguably, since Mike Piazza. This is a big moment for the Mets. They have a superstar player, and they might have the best player in New York right now. Francisco Lindor might be the best player in New York right now, and he's not a New York Yankee, and you haven't been able to say that for quite a long time. The Mets have a super talented roster. You have Pete Alonso who would 50 home runs as a rookie. You have Jeff McNeil who is competing for an NL batting title. You have Michael Conforto who at times has played like an NL All-Star. And you're going to get your first full season of Marcus Stroman. The Mets are legitimate contenders on paper. They have Seth Lugo, one of the best relievers in baseball. Edwin Diaz needs to have a bounce back season for the Mets. And if that happens, I can see the Mets being the best team in the National League. And that's not something I've been able to say in quite a long time since the David Wright, Jose Reyes era. These Mets are real contenders in the National League on paper.
Another team that's quietly made some brilliant moves this offseason have been the Washington Nationals. I love what they've done this offseason. You know that team that won the World Series a year before last? They acquired Pirates first baseman Josh Bell, who in 2019 hit 37 home runs. No, he didn't look good on the Pittsburgh Pirates last year, but nobody really did. That's a huge acquisition for the Washington Nationals. That's the hole they needed to fill. They lost Anthony Rendon to the Angels and now they fill that big bat. I could see the Washington Nationals becoming instant contenders again. I mean, look at that rotation. They have Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, and oh, by the way, this offseason, they're also adding lefty John Lester, who is one of the best big game pitchers I've ever seen. He's 9-7 and seven in the postseason and has three World Series titles, two with the Red Sox and one with the Chicago Cubs. This is a huge addition to the Washington Nationals because the problem with John Lester over the last few years is the Cubs have asked John Lester to be an ace pitcher as he ages. The Washington Nationals are going to be like, just be our fourth starter and when we get to the postseason, give us some big innings. And I have a huge amount of faith that John Lester is going to deliver that. So along with the Mets, I think the Washington Nationals are still a legitimate NL East contending team. That's an exciting division moving forward. I mean, that might be the most exciting division in baseball, you look at that division, the NL East, there is no bad team. I could see any team coming out of that division. You have the Phillies, you have the Nationals, you have the Mets, and you have the Marlins. The Marlins, you know that darling team that made the postseason last year? Yeah, they made the postseason in a 60-game season, but are they going to be able to be that consistent for a 162? That's the big question with the Marlins, but I look at the Mets and the Nationals making these moves. They have made that division super exciting moving forward this season. And that's a division that the last few years, there have been some top-heavy teams, and then the bottom has been really bad. But right now, all those teams could legitimately take home that division, and that's exciting. Right now, I think the Atlanta Braves are still the king of that division. I mean, they have Freddie Freeman, they have Ronald Acuna, they have Ozzie Albies. They're the best team, but I could definitely see the New York Mets winning that division, and I could definitely see the Washington Nationals be the surprise team that wins that division. I think Josh Bell is a super underrated acquisition. This is a guy who less than two years ago hit 37 home runs and people were talking about him winning a batting title and winning National League MVP. And then he has a bad year and we forget about him. I think Josh Bell along with Juan Soto is going to become a formidable one-two punch in that division. They're going to be a way better offensive team than they were last year. Look out for the Washington Nationals. This offseason in baseball has been far from perfect. It's been boring at times. It's been slow. But the one good thing I can say about it is that new teams are emerging to become real contending teams. Three teams I've already mentioned. The Mets, Blue Jays, and Padres. Those have been the teams that have made the biggest moves. These are not the regulars, people. This is not the Yankees. This is not the Cubs. This is not the Red Sox. This is not the LA Angels. This is not the LA Dodgers making splashy moves. These are teams that haven't won World Series in a super long time. The Mets haven't won the World Series since 1986 and the Blue Jays haven't won the World Series since the early 90s when they went back to back. That was a long time ago. And the Padres have never won a World Series. This could be the one thing that ends up saving baseball in my opinion. A lot of people are down on the sport of baseball, but if new teams start to emerge, then you can start to have real parity 
in the game of baseball, and that's something that's been lacking these last 15 years or so. There have been mighty teams like the Dodgers who've been spending like crazy, and they've been winning consistently, but now new teams are emerging. You're getting some surprise World Series winners. 2019, the Washington Nationals won a World Series. Yes, this year, the Dodgers did, but now new teams are emerging as legitimate World Series contending teams. The Mets, out of nowhere, they change ownerships, and now they've got arguably a star player, and they're on the rise. They are trying to compete. That's something that baseball needs. For years, we've been talking about these smaller market teams not trying to compete, but now they are. The Padres, the Mets, and the Blue Jays are all in on competing, and that's something that could be the saving grace for the sport of baseball moving forward. There's still going to be some really bad baseball teams this year and every year moving forward, but the one thing that I can say about baseball right now is I cannot say there are only five teams that have a chance to win the World Series. I can think of some more, and some of the teams that are down are those teams that have been up in the past. The Red Sox and Cubs are on the downside of their run. They're not competing for titles in the years to come. They're not that close to becoming contenders again. Now new teams are rising. You are starting to get change in baseball. Parity could be the one thing that gets everyone interested in the sport of baseball. Surprise teams trying to win World Series. That's what the sport needs. They don't need the Yankees being the dominant team of the decade anymore. That's not going to get people back to the game of baseball. But real sincere parity is the thing that's going to do it. If these moves end up paying off and the Blue Jays win the AL East, the Mets win the NL East, and the San Diego Padres win the NL West, that would be a huge move for the sport because it shows it's not just these powerhouse teams that spend this ridiculous amount of money that compete in the game of baseball. Real parity is the thing that can save baseball from a lot of its own problems. That's what baseball needs. Get as many good teams as possible and make your product interesting night in and night out and then you can justify a 162 game season because we all know if there's 162 games and we all know that there are five clear-cut winners, we're not going to watch every night. But going into this season, I am super interested in baseball to see if these new teams actually do end up emerging. I want to see if the Mets can put this all together. I want to see if the Blue Jays are really better than the Rays, Orioles, and Red Sox, and if they can compete with the New York Yankees. I want to see the San Diego Padres try to compete with the LA Dodgers. And if those moves work out, this baseball season could end up being one of the very best this past decade or so because there'll be new teams that emerge. I want to see the Washington Nationals come out of having a bad year in 2020 and see them come back to being contenders. I want to see a lot of these teams play. I want to see the Chicago White Sox try to win the AL Central again. There are so many good teams in baseball right now. Parity. It's the saving grace for the sport and it's what the sport needs the most. There's so many good teams. There's the Tigers. Yeah, they're not so good. There's the Royals. Yeah, they're not so good. But there's few and far between. There's not a clear-cut favorite. And there's like 10 teams I'm really interested to see them play night in and night out. And that's a very good thing for the sport of baseball moving 
forward. Now let's talk about the remaining free agents. As I record this, remaining free agents include JT Relamunto, who is arguably the best catcher in baseball. He's played his entire career in the NL East with the Marlins and the Phillies. I think JT Relamunto is a bit overrated. I don't think he's up there with the best catchers ever I've seen. I don't think he's great. I think he's an all-star caliber player. I think the Phillies are going to end up re-signing him because Bryce Harper really wants JT Relamunto on the Philadelphia Phillies, so I think he's going to make that happen. I think that contract is going to look a bit ridiculous, though. If I were the Phillies, I'd use that money elsewhere and spend on pitching to go with Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. I wouldn't spend that much money on a catcher right now. I think JT Relamunto is a really good player, and I think there are some really bad starting catchers out there, but I don't think he's worth $100 million or so, and that's what I think he's going to get. The reigning NL Cy Young Award winner Trevor Bauer is a free agent. I have mixed feelings on Bauer as well. I think he was able to win a Cy Young because it was only a 60-game season. I think he's an all-star caliber pitcher, but he's not really a Cy Young caliber pitcher. I think I have no idea where he's going to pitch. He's pitched for the Indians. He's pitched for the Reds. He's pitched for the Diamondbacks. I really like Trevor Bauer. I think he could be the finishing piece to a really good team winning a championship, but if I were a bad team and I was looking for an ace pitcher, I would not want Trevor Bauer to be that ace pitcher. But look at the Yankees. They need a clear number two. I like Trevor Bauer with the Yankees. I think the Yankees, that would be a good signing for them. But if you're looking for Trevor Bauer to be your ace pitcher, like the Cincinnati Reds would if they re-signed him, I don't think he's the guy. That's my take on Trevor Bauer. For example, if the Angels end up giving Trevor Bauer $150 to $200 million, I think that's a bad contract. Bauer works better as the second or third best pitcher on a baseball team, not a clear ace. Marcelo Zuna is a free agent. He had a huge year with the Atlanta Braves. I'd expect him to go back to the Braves. The year before, he kind of struggled with the Cardinals. Then he went to the Braves and found a home. He actually crushed the Red Sox at one point this season, my beloved Red Sox. I really like Marcelo Zuna as a player. I think if the National League has a universal DH, I would definitely see Ozuna going back to the Braves because I think they want to use him as their DH because he's not a very good defensive outfielder. A couple of big-time shortstops are free agents. Marcus Simeon, who's had some really good years with the Oakland A's. I mean, this was a guy who at one point committed 30 errors. He's become a much better defensive player, but he really makes his money offensively. I really like Marcus Simeon. Andrelton Simmons is a free agent. He's a shortstop who's most known for his defense with the Braves and the Angels. I think he's a really good defensive player. Offensively, he's a middling player. He's like a 270 career hitter. He's a nice player. It would be a nice addition for a team that's in need of a shortstop. And D.D. Gregorius is a free agent. This is a guy who had some massive years with the Yankees. He was on a one-year contract with the Phillies. I think the Phillies are going to bring him back because Joe Girardi loves him so much. I think D.D. Gregorius is a really good offensive player. He's not quite the player that he used to be with the Yankees, but he is still a formidable force at the plate. Justin Turner, the third baseman for the Dodgers, is a free agent. I would be shocked if the Dodgers did not bring him back. He is a beloved Dodger, even if he's not wearing a mask to celebrate the championship. A couple of New York Yankees starting pitchers are free agents, Masahiro Tanaka and James Paxton. James Paxton is the type of guy who has Cy Young level talent, who just quite hasn't lived up to the hype. I think the Yankees are possibly going to bring him back. Nelson Cruz is a free agent. This guy is like 42 years old and is still the best DH in baseball. I know he got caught using steroids that one time and he might still be using them, but he 
is still a formidable hitter at the plate. He's still one of the best home run hitters in baseball. And finally, Brad Hand, a closer, a lefty closer. He didn't quite live up to the hype with the Cleveland Indians after pitching for the San Diego Padres, but he would be a nice addition to a team that needs a 7th or 8th inning setup, man. It took months for us to get to this point, but finally, the baseball hot stove offseason is finally heating up. Moves are finally starting to happen, and hopefully, before long, all these big free agents are signed and baseball gets ready to go. I'm excited for the baseball season, and you should be too. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe.